magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Hey guys, what is up and welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number 518, the hopefully we're actually recording edition. Oh, we're recording now, I definitely. Weird buttons and yeah, whatever. Um, So we actually, we embarked on an experiment today to try out a new like video, uh, like recording service called Riverside.fm. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of it. I mean, we should caveat with this. We spent like five minutes fucking around with it. We did. It was a very quick <laughs> test, and I'm going to look into it a little bit more. But it's basically a browser-based service where you can video call in with other people and then record the video and the audio and stuff like that. So basically what we do for our podcast here, and if you're just listening to this, maybe you don't know, um, if you're on our Patreon, you actually get a video version of this podcast. So we're recording our, our video of ourselves right now, too. Um, and anywho, Eli has a very elaborate and crazy setup to capture all of this stuff as well as capture like an iPad. Um, so we can talk about games or articles or whatever. And, um, we've, we've frequently been like looking into different solutions to kind of automate all this stuff. Cause it seems insane to me. Like what we're doing doesn't seem that crazy, right? Like people make podcasts now and, you know, like yeah. might want to record stuff and might <clears throat> well, want to uh, yeah. record something at the same time and, you know, whatever. A lot of this uh, is like remnants of like when Twitch was new, basically, and like all that yeah. stuff, you know? <clears throat> yeah, it, se- it seems like a pretty reasonable thing for somebody to want to be able to do, but it, we haven't been able to find any like great solutions software wise or whatever um, to do this in an easier fashion than what we're doing, which is Eli's crazy spider web of different free some free programs and stuff so open source even worse yeah <laughs> so um yeah riverside.fm it, you just sign up for them and it basically lets you um like host a video call invite who you want and then records the video and audio separately and then also records everything locally on each person's computer um which is kind of the big benefit because if there's like a lull in the internet or whatever that's, what, that's- that's why I'm trying to solve is like, you know, when one of yeah. us, like, because we're basically recording Skype audio, which sounds fine, like 99% of the time, but that like 1% yeah. is like, oh man, this sucks. I don't know what to do about this. Right. Yeah. And, and and also if you have a hiccup in your internet or something like that, you're kind of stuck with one person frozen or whatever. And that doesn't happen a whole lot to us, but it has happened. So um, it'd be nice to not have to worry about that. Um, so anyway, we tried it out and uh, I don't know. I think we, it needs some more time to figure out what we're doing. But as far as I could tell, you either have to download all the video files separately and then, you know, put them together yourself into one cohesive video that you could like upload to YouTube or whatever, which is probably how it's designed yeah, and probably like, how most people want that. Yeah, I'd like but we that, would just like them to put it into a video. Yeah. One so, video file that we can download. And upload. Something that kind of looks like um, like the FaceTime video thing, you know, like how mm-hmm. we have multiple people on a FaceTime video. Like that's all I'd really be looking for. Yeah. Um, yeah. Without needing maybe to like FaceTime. Well, maybe screen record FaceTimes. Maybe. Um, yeah. Actually, it's not that crazy of an idea. But um, hey, I don't know. It just seems crazy. Weird to me that there's not a solution out there. And, you know, I don't know. There, maybe there is. But that will just blend all these video tracks together and just give you like a video you can download instead of like, right. OK, here's all your stuff now. Like master it on your own and all this stuff, which <laughs> yeah. like, eh, I don't know. But I feel like like bigger podcast people or whatever, like, yeah, that's what they do because their podcast probably generates money for them so they can afford to sit there and edit for hours and make sure everything's perfect or whatever. Right. Um, with us, we don't really have that luxury because we're just a podcast, a couple of knuckleheads. We're just a couple and, of dipshits talking about yeah. iPhone games sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, it's not like uh, – not making a whole bunch of money off this year podcast if any in fact we're probably in the red <laughs> so <laughs> okay. but we still like doing it so um anywho um as mentioned during our pre-show discussion i am still alive 
for one more week of podcasts. I yeah, well, you know, unfortunately, um, I retested. I retested on Wednesday and still showed positive for COVID, even though I'm feeling fine and the wife is testing negative and the kids are fine and whatever. So either the tests are bad, I'm at the very tail end of this thing and it's still testing positive, even though nothing's really going on with me, or um, I don't know, it's just lying in wait, waiting to really take over my body and ruin me. So uh, maybe this is also... This might be my last episode. I think every episode going forward, we should mention this could be I my mean, last episode. Just, you know, get hit by a bus or something like that. You know, something, yeah. something exotic that would make for a good story, at least. Beat that COVID, but got hit by a bus because yeah. he wasn't looking where he was going. Because um, you were riding the Angry Birds uh, scooter, screaming to go screaming into speed. it, not paying attention. God, what an unsafe idea that was. I can't believe that actually passed muster and was sent out to real human beings. Um, so anyway, yeah, here again, doing a show. Um, anything you want to talk about? Well, do you have on your list the, um, the latest thing to come out of, uh, the Apple antitrust stuff? It's kind of, oh, I don't the 27%. And, uh, yeah, I did see something about that. Let's, so, uh, so this is let's pretty, bash Apple for a few minutes. Well, I don't even know. I think it's bashing necessarily i mean you know i i get it you know like there's there's multiple motivations at play here apple's motivation as a publicly traded company is to make as much profit as possible so like that is a function of a business in their uh well so situation right let's back up though in case anybody doesn't know what we're talking about is that uh the courts in the netherlands right uh ordered apple to allow third-party payments on, on um, dating outs, apps outside of the app specifically. Store, specifically on dating apps, which I think is weird. But that's that's probably just like the first crack in the dam of, you know, this yeah. opening up to everything or whatever. But it's a very odd and specific genre. But so dating apps are now Apple has to allow them to um, link out to an outside payment service that's not a app store in a purchase or whatever. Right. And so Apple's been kind of implementing that. And then today they came out and said, Okay, you can do that. And by the way, the the fee for that normally we collect thirty percent. The fee for this is twenty seven percent. So save yourself three percent and um, make it way harder on yourself uh, by by implementing your own your own system or whatever. So <clears throat> so I agree with you. Yeah, they're a publicly traded company. They need they're profit motivated. I get all that stuff. But to me, more than that, this is a big fu. To for Apple saying, how dare you make us do something? Mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean. I feel like it's more that than it is about the money. Although it's always about the money, but I think they're definitely saying like, screw you. Then you're going to make us do this. We're not going to basically yeah. change anything about it. Well, so the what's interesting. Like, so originally I saw this headline come out right where um, you know it, it basically as you said, where Apple's like, yeah, you can use your own thing, but instead of paying us thirty, you're going to pay us twenty seven. I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I don't know. That's pretty nuts. But I guess we'll see kind of where this goes. Is because it's in Apple's best interest to retain as much as they can, right? And so they right. need to do these kind of like incremental fights with regulators because, like, yeah. you know, it's it would be uh, violating like the fiduciary duty of of the people in charge of Apple to be like, okay, cool, well, fuck it, like we'll just you know we'll let you guys do whatever you want. Don't worry about do it. Do it for right? free, go willy nilly, and then everyone is going to follow suit. And yeah, there goes yeah. the business. So um, Marco uh, Arments of um, mm-hmm. I don't know what. Uh, uh, Instacast, right? What's his other claim to fame? Instapaper? Or sure. Yeah. The, I think what's so. the podcast app? I have it on my phone. Uh, uh, I, Overcast, not Instacast. Overcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really good right. podcast app uh, if you haven't tried it out. Um, it's one of those apps where it's like uh, weird. The free mode is like, like there's like no reason to pay for it. And I found myself like paying for it just because I was like, this feels weird. Like this app is so good that like, and then I, I paid for it and I stopped getting like podcast recommendation ads. And I was like, oh, man, yeah. actually, like the ads were kind of useful to back. me. <laughs> um, That's funny. <laughs> but anyway, so he kind of dug into the actual um, uh, rules surrounding that, that Apple laid out on this. Right. And mm-hmm. um, if you, when you go to use a third party payment uh, system in your app, you have to um, include the sheet. Uh, that explains that payment source uh, that payments are going through a source other than Apple, and 
the and in doing this you need this sheet that pops up that you have to click the, continue the to can get you <laughs> uh, yeah so it's in huge like bold text it says yeah. this app does you must display a message that says this app does not support the app store's private and secure payment system <laughs> and then in slightly smaller text it says all purchases in the app name app will be managed by the developer developer name your stored app store payment method and related features such as subscription management and refund requests will not be available. Only wow. purchases through the app store are secured by Apple. Learn more. Mm. And then you can either hit continue or cancel before you can like go on to pay, yeah. which like, man, it's just, it's just, um, I don't know. It, it, what, don't get me wrong. Like, as I said, I get, I get what they're doing, right? Like they, they're trying to find exactly where the line is that regulators are happy while they can maintain as much profit as they want. But like, mm-hmm. I, I, f- I feel like there's a lot of, um, a lot that goes into being a platform holder that comes down to like maintaining the goodwill of your development community, you know? Yeah. And yeah. like this to me kind of feels less like Apple sort of like reading the room of like all the different like antitrust stuff is brewing, like literally all over the planet now <laughs> and and going back and coming coming back to the table with like a distinctly like Apple solution where and you know what I mean by that is like what they seem to always do with all their products where like everyone else is doing all this dumb shit and then Apple comes in and is like no guess what like we really thought about it here's the best way you didn't even consider mm-hmm. to to do this like that's kind of yeah. what I'm like, expecting them to do and instead. It, you particularly like from a position of power, right? To yeah, to like really pump the brakes on all this stuff by them getting yeah. out of it, being like, "Hey, here's how this is all going to work. We've tried to do this as fair as possible. We've tried to make this kind of like a super user thing because like or power user thing because like most people aren't going to get into this. So like, yeah, for those people that consider themselves these power users that want to mm-hmm. do this, like here's how you do it. Uh, we've sandboxed it to make it as secure as we can. But you know, keep in mind like you're still. Once you're off the yep. reservation, well, once you're, I guess you're not supposed to stay off the reservation anymore. So sorry, but uh, <laughs> once you're, you know, on the other side of the walled garden, like, you know, you're, you're sort of <laughs> on your own. Um, you know, and I think there's ways that they could do that have it feel like, like distinctly Apple-y and like almost kind of cute, yeah. like how, you know, you know, like Probably. their, their user experience on most things. Right. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. instead it's like, you know, this is just, this feels like very user hostile and very yeah. developer hostile. Yeah. That's, um, you know, I just, I don't know. It just, uh, seems wacky to me on multiple levels. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, they should have got out in front of this. Like we talked about a couple weeks ago or whatever. Um, and like Apple themselves talked about more than 10 years ago, they, they could have been well ahead of all of this stuff and just implemented a system thinking this might be coming, you know what I mean? Or, or mm-hmm. whatever. It's, it feels very reactive. And I feel like Stuff never works out the best when it's like a reactive, quick sort of like fix type thing. Um, and it doesn't help that they're sort of like dragging their heels or, or kicking and screaming, I guess, um, to be doing this. Yeah. Um, well, and, you know, I've seen some, um, you know, people on the other side of this uh, making the arguments of like, um, so so DHH of uh, Basecamp, you know, who's, yeah. and, and Hey, the email provider has been mm-hmm. like all about um, kind of dunking on Apple at every opportunity. And his thing is like, <laughs> yeah. you know, this sets a, sets a precedent that like Apple can just audit literally anyone that uses their technology as charge a 27% commission. Yeah. Um, kind of. Which, yeah, I mean, I guess you could make that argument, you know, like. Um, if you're, I, I just don't understand how like you're in an app and it sends you out to Safari to pay for something or whatever. And they, feel like they have a, a right to take almost 30% of that. It just seems really crazy to me. It makes more sense. 30% I still feel like is too much, and that's been debated a lot lately um, for Apple's normal stuff. But at least you're using all of their technology, and they're providing everything for you. Like They're definitely providing a service. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like when you implement your own, what's Apple doing there that's earning them that 27% or whatever? Um, so I don't know. And... But also on the other side, um, I can see this being a really hairy situation for Apple when all of a sudden bad things do happen and somebody links out to a payment thing that's fraud or whatever. And then you go banging on 
Apple's door for that. Do you, because do you, um, but do you're you not going to pay attention to those warnings or anything like that. You're going to be like, Apple stole my money. I used the iPhone app and Apple should refund it or whatever. Uh, and then having to deal with that. And I don't know about um, that one. I mean, it reminds like, me a lot of, uh, well, for a long time, it reminds me a lot of um, the uh, developers that were like, we don't even put our stuff on Android anymore because it's too much of a like customer service headache mm-hmm. or whatever. Because um, everybody bangs down your door for every little thing that goes wrong on Android or whatever. Um, I mean, I can see a situation like that. And maybe that's why they want to be so extra explicit in what you're doing with their little pop-ups or whatever. I mean, I guess. Uh, but but on, like, so for instance, do you believe, so So for that, for that argument to hold water, in my opinion, that also needs to come with the belief that like there are people, a significant amount of people, not like these random outliers, you know, uh, that are downloading thing on, things on their Mac that aren't from the mm-hmm. Mac app store getting mm-hmm. scammed or, or whatever else. I mean, I feel like mm-hmm. most scams just go through Safari anyway, but then like mm-hmm. feel that Apple is the one responsible for that. Like I, that That's seems true. nuts to me. That's true. I think there's a disconnect between people with a computer and with a phone. See, that um, makes no sense to me either because I mean like the processor inside of my laptop that we're doing this freaking podcast on now is very not that much different from what's in my phone sitting next to me. Right. But I'm just saying your average person who uses a computer and uses a smartphone, something bad happens on the computer. I don't think they're immediately going to be like, who made this computer? That's who's responsible. But if something weird happens on your phone, I feel like it's more likely for them to be like, Apple's iPhone stole this money from me or whatever. I don't um, know about that. Maybe I may, that's just my feeling I, that could be totally wrong, but I guess they probably do deal with a lot of dummies, but still to like, argue against my own point. Um, I don't hear a lot of stories about people that get like fished through a weird text message going after Apple because it happened in messages though. So perhaps it's totally not a thing or whatever, but I'm just trying to make an argument for Apple that I can see where they're coming from, from a support perspective, if they're allowing people to go do their own thing that they have zero control over. Um, and that can be kind of scary, but it's a pretty weak argument against all the reasons why they should be doing this the right way in the first place. So. Yeah, see, like, I I just, I wonder if we were in some kind of, like, parallel universe where, um, you know, like, from the get-go on the iPhone, it was like, hey, you know, you can, you can download your stuff through the App Store, the App Store comes on your phone, um, you know, but if you want to just load junk through iTunes, you know, feel free, go nuts, but, uh, you know, those things can't access App Store stuff, Mm -hmm. um, and it's kind of a pain in the ass, so... And, and, you know, in, in doing that, I really feel like none of this, none of this ever really would have happened because like, you know, you'd have like your power users or whatever that want to sideload random emulators or any other weird thing that isn't making it through, you know, app store approval, at which point, like, it's just, I I don't, you know, Apple needs to focus on the app store being like where you have the best experience when it comes to like downloading stuff, paying for stuff, Mm -hmm. things like that. And like, you know, for instance, like if Face ID or whatever only worked on apps you got through the app store, uh, you know, it's, I don't know. It's just hard to believe that there ever would be like that much steam building up behind these like other like non app store things in yeah. any significant way that makes like all this arguing and fighting that's happening right now seem even remotely worthwhile. I kind of think that too, but I don't know. I mean... Apple's probably in a better position to know better than me or you, too. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and it only takes a few really bad actors to take advantage of something. So, I mean, I guess, but you know, like, I, I, I guess, so remember when they first launched Fortnite on Android, you needed to like actually sideload the weird Epic mm-hmm. launcher thing. Yeah. I remember. And I think that the reason that Fortnite then quickly went to Google Play was because that was a huge disaster for them. Yeah. No, it was. I think it was documented that that did not work out well at all. So, and and that to me, like, it makes Apple's stance on this all the more confusing when it seems like we have like a real version of like, hey, here's the most popular game on the planet. And even they're having trouble getting people to like. Played by a lot of young people who are very tech savvy and not opposed to doing some jumping through some hoops to make things happen. And even they are like, screw and screw this. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, um, I don't know. It's really strange. We'll see what happens. 
there's also a, another new side loading bill on the books or whatever that's yeah. going to get voted on or something. So, you right, know. because you know, like particularly in mobile mobile development, when it comes to monetizing anything, it's all about reducing friction, right? And there's like. Mm-hmm. It's kind yeah. of amazing, like how little friction there is on anything to do with like App Store payments and Apple Pay and, you know, all that stuff. I mean, God, I, um, it's like borderline dangerous when websites have Apple Pay, you know, because like, oh, dude, it's the worst. It's, yeah, in between, like, because I find myself Your fingers not, on the button before you even realize what's really happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I find myself like, uh, if I'm in a situation where it's like, oh, okay, this thing's on like a non Amazon, like <laughs> non Shopify retail store kind of thing where I need yeah. to like, create an account and like do all this other stuff like that will stop me from buying things right as opposed to like that's that's happened um, before you know where it's just like oh buy now with apple pay okay cool done yeah all right sweet i didn't have to do shit you know i'll regret it later yeah Yeah. um so i i just i find it to be very 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 difficult to believe that even if it was a complete free-for-all with like anyone being able to install whatever they want on their phone that developers would put like any effort into trying to get people off the app store when like the on app store experience is so smooth yeah. that I don't know how you don't take a 30% hit in sales to make like the, you know, the savings even remotely worthwhile. Like, I don't, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way I would bother if it was, if it sticks to be the 27% or whatever, it'd be like, no thanks. And that, that's what Apple's banking on, which to me seems like some very anti-competitive behavior. Well, right. Like that's, I mean, that's kind of my take on this too, is that like, you know, if this is, if this was meant to be Apple's way of like appeasing Dutch regulators, like to me, this seems like them giving the Dutch regulators the finger, which is like how, you know, it's, Hey, do you want more uh, government intervention on the crap you're doing? Well then like do this, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It's just unfortunate because like, I think that, you know, as we mentioned on, the show multiple times in the past, like where, where regulators wind up on what Apple should be doing is going to be a worse experience than if Apple was just like reasonable about this from the get go. Right. Like, yep. I don't think you'll find anyone that disagrees with that. So yeah, totally agree. Yeah. But yeah, so um, this week's drama, latest Apple drama. Um, <clears throat> let's jump into whatever stories I had set aside, uh, wherever they may be. Oh, <clears throat> Another thing that happened this week that everyone was talking about, um, Wordle got bought by the New York Times. Oh, this makes me so angry, Jared. Oh, I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Um, <laughs> so this is kind of interesting because Wordle blew up around Christmas time, and then basically all of January, it just gained crazy amounts of steam. I would say maybe not quite Flappy Bird levels, but in a similar way, where it was very organic and it very much became... To a lot of people, just kind of overnight, it was like, oh, this Wordle thing is just everywhere. You know, Google changed their logo for it and stuff. And, you know, it's rare when you see something like hit mainstream publications and stuff like that. So, well, I think the genius, yeah, well, the the genius of Wordle too is that because there's only one puzzle a day, it makes it like, at least amongst my friends, like people have like just worked it into their morning routine where it's like, oh, I got to, you know, first thing in the morning, I like solve the new Wordle kind of thing. Yeah. Um, well, the the funny thing is the guy Josh Wardle, which I love that his name is is basically Wardle. Um, he has said in interviews before he was like, "Yeah, I made this game a long time ago, actually, and it just wasn't like that interesting or whatever." Um, and it wasn't until I implemented just one puzzle a day that people started liking it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's such a weird thing, like psychological thing to think about that that plus, like, I think the. Um, the shareability with the cryptic like colored boxes of sharing puzzles on, on Twitter and stuff. Um, those two things combined, I think provided like this thing to go viral. Um, but yeah, the limiting factor of just having one puzzle a day is a really interesting sort of psychological thing. Um, well, it's, that, it's it, the same thing that goes into like energy systems on mobile games, right? Like you don't want yeah. someone to download your game and just like play it till they get bored of it. Then never go back yeah. to it. You want to leave them, like at just the point where they're like, oh, fuck, I'm out of energy. All right, well, I'll come back yeah. later. This is really good. So somebody recommended this Word Hero, um, and I downloaded it, and it's basically Wordle, but with no limits. Um, and I think you can choose between like four and seven letter words or whatever. But I was like, oh, that's cool. Like downloaded it. It's a really slick app. It's super well made. And um, you can. it's like free with ads, I think. And then you can 
spend three bucks to make it all unlimited or whatever. And I played it for a few minutes and was like, hell yeah, three bucks, more Wordle than I could ever play. Awesome. Bought the internet purchase, started playing, and was totally like bored <laughs> after like a few puzzles in a row. I was like, eh, I don't really care about playing this anymore or whatever. Um, and so like, I totally get it. Like the once a day thing is such a huge factor in Wordle's popularity mm-hmm. because once that limit was taken off, it's sort of like, yeah, I don't know. And you also don't care as much. Like I have a streak, like I've, I haven't missed a Wordle yet. I think it's been 37 days and, um, I'm proud of my streak, but like every day is like tense. Like, am I going to make it or is this going to be the day that my streak ends and oh, my life no. is over? So... <clears throat> That's a really funny thing, too, because when you're playing an unlimited version of Wordle, you don't really care. You're like, oh, if I get this one wrong, whatever. Um, so I don't know. It's just, uh, so many weird factors that go into Wordle. But anyway, um, so as this thing has been becoming the most popular thing ever or whatever, um, tons of people. I mean, there's all this controversy with clones on both app stores. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, everybody's trying to kind of cash in on this this latest popular thing or whatever. And um, tons of people have approached the developer wanting to buy it and wanting him to do stuff and make official apps and all this stuff. And he's just like turned away everybody. Um, and I always thought that was kind of interesting too, that he's like hasn't done anything with this super valuable thing that he has. Because as we all know, like th- it could be like tomorrow that suddenly everyone's like, I don't care about yeah. Google anymore. You know, so yeah, you gotta like kind of strike while the iron's hot with something like this. And it's really crazy to think like how much money this dude potentially left was leaving on the table, not having a mobile, like an official mm-hmm. mobile version of the game, which I'm sure New York Times is going to do now, right? Or or I, maybe even roll it into the, the crossword app, you know, where it's like, all right, here's your Wordle, here's right. your crossword. Well, I think it's interesting that um, this, like we, we were just talking about how it's like weird friction things can prevent people from doing stuff or whatever. Um, it didn't matter that this was a web-based game to a lot of people. And I know a lot of people were like, yeah, I saved it to my home screen, which is what I did or whatever. And it acts very much like a native app. Yeah. But like expecting people to go, it's, it's not even like wordle.com or whatever. It's like a weird URL. Yeah, it's like powerwords.co.uk like or <laughs> yeah. something weird like that. So yeah. like, <laughs> I think it's interesting that that many people were willing to put up with something like that, which I would think is a weird barrier of entry to, you know, of, 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 uh, point of friction for people to like get into this thing where they'd be like, I don't want to go visit weird website to do this thing or whatever. Um, but people did it. So whatever. But anyway, so yeah, finally this week, um, he did end up pulling the trigger on doing something with it. Um, he sold it to the New York times. And, um, I think that says a lot that he waited and he probably could have made more money doing something else. Um, but, uh, a price wasn't announced, but it was in the low seven figures, according to the New York Times announcement. Yeah, so um, a few, few million bucks. Not a bad payday for something you just made for your, you know, significant yeah. other out of a hobby. So, like, um, but the other thing is, I think that um, for him, who's one guy, I think it kind of reached the point of being too popular for one person to realistically manage anymore also. So he was kind of looking for somebody to take it over for him because this thing has just spun out of his own control. Um, And so I can understand that. Um, He said that the New York Times word games um, were one of the inspirations for him to make Wordle in the first place. So I feel like that's a nice full circle way of of he's selling it to the New York Times. And I Um, I feel like people like this, like really more than anything else, like care about the prestige of like what happens mm -hmm. to their projects too, right? Like it, it almost wouldn't surprise me if the, the allure of having this included as part of one of the like official New York Times puzzles was yeah. just as appealing, if not more appealing than a few million bucks, you know, like, right. Yeah. That, that's I, pretty I, cool. I mean, how many people can say like, Hey, I made a word, a word game. that's now a New York times staple, you know? Like, oh, totally. That, I, I feel like that would be more valuable to me. I mean, uh, you're also getting like millions of yeah. dollars too. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's great. But like, you know, that would sway me over a higher like offer. I would think is, is being part of the New York times or whatever. Cause yeah, they're really respected for their word games and their crossword and stuff. So, um, and I feel like something like Wordle fits right into their other little word game offerings and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I think it was nice that he – this was somebody, like, passing on their baby to somebody that they know will take care of it. Right. Um, as opposed to somebody just cashing in 
And um, so I don't think it's like, oh, you sold out or anything like that. I think it's like somebody was like, there's no way I can maintain this thing anymore myself. And if I'm going to have to sell it to somebody, I'd rather sell it to this place that I actually Not only that, but I mean, like with how popular it was getting, I'm sure there was a non-insignificant amount of money going towards like hosting the game that he was making. Yeah. Purposefully making no money on, you know. Has to be. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. (laughs) Yeah, and if, if this dude was cashing out or selling out, there, this thing would have been – he would have flipped ads on, like, you know, day two or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So um, – The reaction to this has been kind of crazy, though. Like, some people have, like, really gone off the deep end on, like, oh, well, I guess Wordle's just ruined now because – Yeah, I, I like, think okay, – well. I, I, I'm willing to wait and see. I think – one of the things that will be for certain, so their wording is very careful in their, um, the announcement on the New York Times is that um, they're like, initially it will be free for everybody or whatever. So whatever wording they use basically leaves the door open for, hey, this is probably going to go behind our subscription service for our word games at some point. But right now we're going to keep things free because we don't want to piss everybody off overnight but eventually yeah this thing's gonna be or it'll have ads or a, a thing to badger you to subscribe to the times or whatever so yeah. you know that it's the the part of the thing that was so nice about wordle was it was so pure right it was like this thing somebody made it for their partner as like for fun and then kind of just released it to the wild on a whim and it just organically got popular and it became this shared thing and you hear all these nice stories about like Oh, I hardly ever talk to my family, but now we have this big group chat where we all talk about Wordle every day or whatever. Um, there's like a lot of hot, like heartwarming, cool things that go along with this game's popularity um, that I think are really cool. So I think like pure is like the word I would use to describe the whole Wordle phenomenon. Um, and then so I think people are getting extra butt hurt because they feel like a personal connection to Wordle in a lot of ways, and they're seeing it go somewhere where it's probably going to get sullied in some fashion. And well, maybe I mean, that, justifiably it, so. I mean, why shouldn't you pay for something that's like good quality content or a good game you play every day? I mean, um, that's that's honestly what's what's been so weird to me about this like strange future that we live in, right? Where it's like here you have this game that people genuinely seem to enjoy, that they yeah. enjoy playing with their friends and family, that yeah. you know, it's just like a lot of entertainment and you know, connections and things like that that are a result of this thing. Yeah. But like, you know, when you like provide the suggestion of like, hey, maybe you should, you know, pay a couple bucks for that thing that that you've told everyone you've been raving about how much you love it and everything else. But like, yeah. as soon as they, you know, even suggest that it might cost money at some point, it's like, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 yeah. like this, w- this is awful. Like, and yeah, you know, I think the the New York Times greedy devs. I think the. Uh, the New York Times crossword app, if you subscribe to like the full enchilada, I think it's like six bucks a month or something like that. Like you mean for the paper and the, the, um, no, I think just for the, just for the crossword stuff. Like there's, there's this whole like ecosystem of like New York Times, like the crossword app has all these word games uh, inside of it and everything else. And I just looked at what, how much it was. Um, okay. I think it's like today, five, five or six bucks a month. And, if it's a, this is so stupid. It's a doll. It's a dollar twenty-five a week. So it's forty bucks a year if you pay yearly. So forty bucks for a whole year, you get access to all their crosswords ever, plus their game, the spelling bee, the mini crossword, and tiles, and presumably if, at some point Wordle. Yeah, forty bucks a year. I mean, that's like if, if you really care about this stuff and you love crosswords and you love other word games and stuff. Like, I feel like this is money well spent yeah and that's not too much to ask I, yeah like I don't know. 25 a week i don't know it just seems so wildly unreasonable to me how people get when it like you suggest like paying for something that they've spent months talking about how much they enjoy right like i don't i don't know maybe i'm just an idiot um, it's uh it's rounding up it's 18 cents a day per wordle puzzle per day not to mean that's just wordle not even counting all the crosswords and stuff yeah. so I mean, it's, yeah, it's possible too. Yeah, yeah. They they might just have you know like a ninety nine cent a month subscription just for Wordle or something like that. You know, if like you Maybe only want I could Wordle, see like, that. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, I don't know. I th- that seems fine to me. I don't. It seems fine to me too. I think there was a lot of overreaction. I think for me personally, the the pain for it part isn't doesn't bother me at all. If it comes 
under the times is wing and they're like, Hey, you have to subscribe to play it. I'd be like, okay. Like if I'm still into it at that point in time, I'll subscribe. And I, I don't right. see a problem with that really. But, um, what I would hate is if they like change things up and they're, they've come out and said like, we're not going to change the game. We're not going to change the style of it. Like everything's going to stay the same basically. Um, I hope that's true. Cause I would hate to see you, you sometimes you see something really popular and fun get just like mashed into something not good or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't want something like that to happen. But, like, um, oh, aim for spend it. your wordle credits. So you get by yeah, watching ads yeah. to get one more guess or like exactly. one free letter or yeah. 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 Don't gross it up. But I don't think they would do that. I mean like, like uh, I don't think New, so either. The New York times crossword puzzles are fucking hard. Yeah. You know, and like you can't buy as far as I know anyway, you can't buy cheats or anything. I don't know. I, I, um, I feel like before they went behind a subscription thing, I was playing the times crossword app like years ago, but yeah, I don't really remember, remember originally it was just like five bucks and it just like, I think it was 10. I think it, the, you, it was a big spender app, $10, but yeah. like, yeah, I have it on <laughs> my, on my, uh, I, historical purchases. It's, uh, it's oh. on there. Yeah. Um, so I, sh- I guess I should contact a lawyer and say that, Hey, I paid $10 for this, uh, 15 years ago. I should be entitled to everything they do ever, including yeah. Wordle for free. Yeah. Yeah. That seems fair. Mm. Um, but anyway, congrats to that dude. He got a, uh, <clears throat> a nice little payday, which I think is good. Something that he never planned on it making money, made him some money. That's cool. Yeah. Um, at least I think so. Yeah. And, um, and I know this is going to turn into one of those things exactly like, um, like Pokemon go did where it's like, you know, they lost a bunch of players and everyone was like, see, I told you that thing was a piece of shit. And it's like, okay, well it's yeah. still the biggest game ever. And yeah. I, you know, I, they, um, the New York times crossword puzzle, I saw some stats on this, like surrounding like the pedigree of this. And it's like the most popular like word puzzle in the world. And yeah. it's the, the most popular like puzzle subscription on the planet and like all this other mm-hmm. stuff, you know? So like Wordle will be fine. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be it, it, all, all the very online people will be like in protest, stop playing. Yeah. And meanwhile, like a billion people outside of that will continue playing. And, yeah. And, and yeah, I tweeted this a couple of days ago, but it's like all, all the people are like losing their minds. About how, like, oh, I'm just going to fucking download Wordle and I'm going to make my own Wordle and I'm going to play this like <laughs> Wordle spinoff. It's just like, OK, well, you could you can. Go, you, yeah, you could have been do doing that, that this whole time. <laughs> you could have done that a long time ago. <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares. Um, anywho, like I promise uh, there's not someone in some New York Times boardroom saying like, Oh my God! Lego last sixty nine on Twitter saved Wordle. Yeah, we had to put a stop to this guy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And good luck getting your new version to be any sort of similar popularity as regular Wordle, right? Yeah. If it was that easy, then I do, do think it. the the interesting part of this, though, that I think is probably going to be like the long long-term effect of this is like getting back to um like the social media share of the like the results because like remember um you know that was like one of the things that made like sword and sorcery so cool was like at any point you could like click a button and like you know the the dialogue you were at would just be like it would just tweet or you know there's like a bunch of other games that like really clever stuff with like automatic tweeting and things like that and that all kind of seemed to just um fall out of fashion you know which i think Mm -hmm. might have helped wordle hit this hard was like you know pretty much everyone stopped doing the social media sharing stuff and then like Mm -hmm. you have this game that like really leans into it again in a very clever way where it uses Mm -hmm. emoji in a meaningful way that's like just mysterious enough that like if you don't know what it is you're like oh what's this thing i gotta figure Mm -hmm. out what this thing is everyone's posting yeah Yeah. um so i don't know that's one thing that i'm kind of excited for is to kind of like see where people take like that concept again. Cause I think it's, mm-hmm. it's way more clever than what anyone's done in the past. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, anywho. So moving on to, uh, the news stories this week, um, developer broken rules, who is known for old man's journey. I would say mostly, uh, really, really, really good game that came out. 2017. I think it was a long time ago. I feel like it was even right. before that. It might have been. Um, anyway, they don't release games too often, but when they do, 
Um, they're usually pretty good. Old Man's Journey and um, one of their follow-up games, Elo, which is like this really clever rhythm game, um, both won Apple Design Awards. So two Apple Design Awards for one developer is like, that's pretty good stuff. Yeah. Um, anywho, they have announced their newest game. It's called Gibbon Beyond the Trees. And all I can really say is like, this is a trailer you should watch because um, you really kind of need to see this in action. I think it gives me like a heavy Alto's Adventure vibe because it's kind of a runner. It's basically, I didn't know this before this game, a gibbon is a type of ape and they're like a um, smaller, like agile kind of ape. Don't you even go to the zoo? I, I don't I don't know these things. And um, they apparently have like possible? really big you upper have a, bodies. When you have a toddler, how is your kid not into like all sorts of zoo animals and things like COVID that? COVID is basically oh, yeah, the answer to that. That's, that's pretty fucked up, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but... Um, so the so these monkeys are known for like being really agile and swinging through the trees and stuff like that, and you can tell because they're kind of like top heavy. Um, so anywho, this is kind of a runner where you are swinging through trees and swinging along vines, but then sometimes you're kind of like skating along the branches of trees and stuff kind like of that. A, a bit of an endless swinger. An endless swinger, kind of, although it's not endless <clears throat> technically because it's actually story based, um, which is also interesting. This is kind of a, uh, like, a, um, I don't know, it's like trying to call attention to um, some of the things that are actually threatening the given populations around the world, yeah. which is more or less just humans being terrible and destroying forests and stuff like that. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by watching this trailer because, um, you know, initially I was like, oh, cool, a cute little like swinging game with a really cool art style. And then like there's several segments where like the oh, monkeys dude. are just being like shot and stuff. And I'm like, what yeah, the fuck's going it's, on here? It's unsettling. Which is probably kind of, you know, part of the, the point. But um, so that's good, though. I mean, to get those positive messages about stuff like that out there, I think is important. Because like I said, I'm an idiot that didn't know what a gibbon was in the first place. And now I know they're threatened. So, you know, job the, uh, job is being done. I think the reason I know more than I should about monkeys is um, uh, when I was a kid, the new thing at the Brookfield Zoo, which is the big zoo in the Chicago area, was this like giant rainforest monkey house thing that they built. Ooh. It's like this truly enormous uh, habitat yeah. that I thought was really cool. That does sound pretty cool. Um, so anywho, it, it looks like a really good game. Um, the whole thing is hand-painted, which if you've played their other games, they're like, you know, always do a really good art style. Um, and this thing in motion just looks really good. So if you haven't watched this trailer yet, you should definitely watch it. Um, interestingly... This is coming to Apple Arcade on the 25th. Um, and you don't see this a whole lot, but they also simultaneously announced that later this year there will be a Switch and PC versions. Um, I feel like generally something launches on Apple Arcade and then nobody really says anything about other platforms and then six months later it's on every other platform or whatever. So yeah. um, I don't think you see a lot of people that pre-announce that it's going to be coming to other platforms. I don't. Think I always can. thought Apple didn't probably didn't like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know that the agreements, the Apple Arcade stuff, still seems really weird to me. How? Yeah. Like they really lean into like, oh, this is an Apple Arcade exclusive, and then like you're saying, you know, right. six months later, it's like, oh, okay, it's just out on everything now. Okay. Right. Yeah. Totally. Um, but anyway, given Beyond the Trees, name of the game. Watch the trailer. It looks crazy, uh, in a good way. And um, it'll hit Apple Arcade on February 25th. So I will be playing that. Um, so this is interesting. About a year ago, um, Puzzle Quest 3 was announced. And um, I think both of us were really big Puzzle Quest fans, um, especially back in the day. Like, what a perfect mobile game, right? And that's sort of oh, like yeah. the, the granddaddy Match 3 RPG. I mean, yeah, it was um, a perfect Nintendo DS game. You know? Yeah, it was uh, yeah DS and PSP, and then they actually ported the first game to iPhone, and it was pretty jank. But Puzzle Quest Two was a great port, and um, they actually supported that for a number of years, although it eventually did die off. Oh, like, yeah, the first one was mega jank, wasn't it? It was mega jank, yeah. yeah, yeah. But Puzzle Quest Two was fantastic. So um, yeah, I was always been kind of sad that that game died off and was never updated or whatever. Um, and so last year, Puzzle Quest Three gets announced, but kind of bittersweet because it's like oh yeah it's going to be a free-to-play game that's not super surprising especially because all the puzzle quest spinoffs like the marvel 
puzzle quest and uh, i think uh ghostbusters had a puzzle quest and yeah a few other ips had puzzle quests um i've honestly it really bums me out but i've never been able to get into uh any of the the newer mobile puzzle quest games because i like just enjoyed what i enjoyed so much about the ds version of the game was like really 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 just like playing the shit out of it to like get like the you know, perfect team or all my spells level or whatever the just mechanic grind, was grind the hell out of it <laughs> yeah yeah i don't i don't remember what the progression mechanic was but it was like player level yeah. or character level or char- yeah. magic spell level or whatever but like yeah. i had a really good time like coming up with the like ultimate uh puzzle quest party or you know how, however it worked yeah. out i don't really remember but yeah. like those those games like once it's like um yeah you could grind or you could just spend money like i just kind of i don't know it kind of ruins it for me i never got i I, you marvel puzzle quest is by far the most popular of all the spinoffs ones and the magic the gathering Um, one is really good too but it's it's yeah i don't even think that one's around anymore but um yeah because nothing really equaled the success of, of marvel so i think they've just continued with that one but um I hear nothing but good things from people that play those games. And I feel like the people that hate on them are the ones that never really actually played them. Yeah. Um, and are just bitter that a puzzle quest could be free to play like it is or whatever. But the people that actually played are like, Oh, it's fantastic. Like you'd never really have to pay anything if you don't want. And there's just so much to do and blah, 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 which I believe it, but I'm like you, I never really, it never clicked with me. So, but anyway, so, you know, uh, puzzle quest three, it's going to be free to play. Not a big surprise. Um, Hopefully it's done right. I will say that um, Infinite Interactive, who is the original developers of the first two puzzle quests, um, and then all the spinoffs were kind of uh, farmed out to different developers. Um, Infinite Interactive, which is now known as Infinity Plus Two, um, got bought by 505 Games, who publishes these puzzle quest games, um, in January of last year, right around the time of this announcement. And so... um, it's the original developer of the first two games who was making this. So maybe hmm. that also changes things a little bit, that they're the ones creating this new Puzzle Quest game. And so it's not just like, uh, you know, let's make a free-to-play game and throw Puzzle Quest mechanics and some IP in there. Yeah. Uh, so And also it's a, a direct follow-up story-wise. If story in Puzzle Quest games was ever something you cared about, um, this actually takes place 500 years after the, the last game. And so, um, you know... That's kind of cool. It's a mainline Puzzle Quest game. So even if it's going to be free to play, I'm going to keep an open mind and hope it's not in a gross way. But anyway, um, they announced that uh, the game's actually going to launch on March 1st. Um, There's pre-registration open right now. Um, It's coming to mobile and PC. And um, they released basically the first gameplay trailer for it. Um, Everything up to this point has just been like a teaser trailer. and it looks really good. The, the characters now are fully 3D and animated, which I think looks really cool. Um, the trailer shows it in landscape, which I'm hoping that's not going to be the case on mobile. I hope you can play in portrait. I feel like that's... But if, if I remember right, Puzzle Quest 2 was landscape too. So um, we'll see. But uh, Yeah, there's a yeah, big resurgence win. towards landscape games. Like the fishing game yeah. I'm working on, I think, is going to be landscape just because it's like that seems to be what's popular now. It, you know, it's fine. I guess it makes a lot more sense if you're multi-platform um, like this is going to be because, um, I don't know, either you have to do a lot of work to really reformat things for each device size um, or you just make it landscape on everything. So you know? my my theory on this particular thing is that the rise of these micro, these hyper-casual micro games, you know, like the catch-up games of the world, yeah. It's kind of like created this thing where it's like if, if you're playing a game in portrait mode, it's kind of like sends a signal to you like, oh, this is a very quick experience, um, you know, very disposable game. Yeah. Whereas it seems like the trend towards like port or landscape games, it's like, okay, we're we're switching into like gaming mode now. Like we're this is a real like this game. is a this is an experience that you're gonna spend a little bit of time yeah. in, as yeah. opposed to like, yeah. you know, flipping around and like you know, jumping on some stuff and then just, you know, losing and going yeah. a day. I think that seems fair. Which, yeah. I don't know. Maybe if you it's... need both hands. You need to focus. Right. Well, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm psyched to see what this is all about. I'm happy for that. Puzzle quest is still around. They're making yeah. a new mainline one. Um, so we'll see March 1st. It's coming out and, uh, gosh, that's less than a month away already. So that's crazy. Um, this I threw in here because it was kind of funny. 
Um, Whales Interactive, who basically just makes full motion video games nowadays and uh, makes some really good ones, um, announced a new one called Who Pressed Mute on Uncle Marcus? <laughs> and the premise kind of cracked me up because um, basically uh, it's a family on a video call and the uncle confides in his niece privately that somebody in the family has poisoned him and he's about to die. And he wants her to investigate the rest of the family members and try to figure out who did it. And so it's a murder mystery where the person being murdered is still alive through at least most of this. Um, and so that's kind of like an interesting premise. And um, it's also interesting that, that it all takes place over like a video call type setting because um, they all filmed this while it was in while lockdown was happening. Um, so that kind of makes sense in like a, a greater sense of the real world too, not just the the game itself. Um, so just kind of a clever premise on a, a good idea for a full motion video game, I think. Um, also the star, the uh, uncle Marcus from the title is um, from The Office, David Wallace from The Office, who was uh, a really funny actor on oh, that show. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I thought that's, that's a... Uh, you don't usually see much star power in these uh, full motion video games. And I would hesitate to call David Wallace from The Office like mega star power or anything like that. But he's definitely very recognizable. And I always liked his character on that show. So, um, yeah, seems like a good actor. And then a lot of the other people in this, um, some of the other characters are from other Wales Interactive games, too. So if you play their games frequently... Um, you'll probably recognize some of these people too, which is kind of cool. So yeah. anyway, the whole thing looks pretty like dark and funny. And um, this was, uh, I think one of the games, let's see, this is March 18th, um, iOS, Android, Switch, PC, and the uh, PlayStation and Xbox consoles. So looks pretty cool. You'd you know, like to check it out. Um, speaking of uh, just different, uh, ranges in star power. You know what I've actually been um, fairly amused by lately is um, the website Cameo or the app Cameo, which mm. you've heard of. You mm-hmm. know, like you can mm-hmm. you know buy ten seconds of celebrity time. Is yeah. like yeah, yeah. looking at the pricing of different celebrities because presumably <laughs> they can just like set what they want. I, I believe, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. just like kind of funny, like looking at people being like, wait a minute, like like so for instance, like you know, just looking on the the front page right now, like. Gabby Douglas, who is one of the more popular uh, Olympic gymnasts from uh, the, mm. the last games, like so, she's charging nine hundred and seventy-five dollars. Oh, while, um, like Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Alfonso yeah. Ribeiro, is only two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. So what? That's a is, steal. Is uh, Gabby Douglas four times the star that our our boy Carlton is? Like, I don't know. And you know everybody asked him to do the Carlton, and that's so he's just sitting in his house all day making two hundred fifty bucks a pop to do his little dance. Yeah, I actually uh, I really like um, uh, a good time killer is just downloading the Cameo app and just seeing the videos that people that they've made for like other people. No way! Um, I want to do that. It, I mean, it's it's a good dumb little time sink because it's funny uh seeing how like some people do like very long videos you know like, get yeah. into it right yeah and and others are like uh hey jared happy birthday i'll have fun see ya yeah right right, right. you know whereas like um i, I don't remember who it was like some some comedian like i was watching all their videos and really enjoying them because they were, they were like recording these like like you'd be like hey jared happy birthday let me tell you the story about this crazy birthday i had and it was like a bit like long <laughs> yeah. like drawn out yeah. funny thing i feel like the 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 celebrities doing this sort of thing, it tells a lot about them. If they feel like, man, somebody's paying me to do something. I'm going to give them some time. You yeah. know what I mean? And other people are like, thanks for the two fifty, happy birthday. Peace. Um, so that's kind of funny, but yeah, I downloading the cameo app and just browsing through it is something I'm going to do today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's really funny. Is Polly Shore on there? Uh, I'm sure, dude. I want to know. You know what's amazing to me? I want to know like what kind of like deal with the devil the guy behind Cameo did to like get the amount of celebrity buy-in that they have on there. I mean, because like you would be probably hard pressed. I mean, other than like mega super duper stars, it just like can't be fucked, right? But like, I would say anyone that I would consider like like maybe uh, B to like pushing up to A tier and below is just on there. It doesn't yeah. matter. Doesn't matter who. If you want to talk to, if you want a video of like fucking like Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray or like Gilbert Godfrey or <laughs> yeah. like you know Penn and Teller, like they're all on there. Yeah, 
Yeah. I don't know. It's free money. You know, like that's the way I would look at it is like, imagine, you know, anybody paying for our hour of podcast time. <laughs> yeah. You can get, you can get a video by the boss baby for only 20 bucks. Oh, boss baby. Thomas, the tank engine's only 20 bucks. What? John Lovitz from 150. That seems low. Jeez. Um, that's, uh, we were just talking the other night. Oh, here about, you go. Um, and Andy Buckley, the, uh, he's yeah, a, a one ninety nine. Dang. All right. Well, you're getting a, you're getting a, your birthday's coming up. So you're getting a cameo from oh, somebody God. that's in the $20 range for sure. I, uh, I wanted to get some friends of mine. So, uh, Rod Blagojevich, the, uh, yeah. the <laughs> previously incarcerated ex governor of Illinois is yeah. on there. And I wanted to get no a way. video from him for uh, some friends of mine that are really into Illinois politics for the longest time. Yeah. I just feel like such a shithead giving someone like him 200 yeah. bucks. <laughs> I feel like that money for is real. better spent literally anywhere else, including just setting it on fire. Yeah. They can set it on fire. Send them a video of that. Yeah, maybe. It's like, hey, here's yeah. here's your cameo of Rod Bogoyevich, me just tossing two crisp $100 bills into my fucking campfire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were talking the other night about how much like artists cost to hire for like a personal like concert or whatever. And, um, we looked up weird Al, and I think it was a hundred thousand dollars for like a personal concert or something like that. And I was like, honestly, that's not that crazy. If you had a party where you had a hundred plus friends who all dumped in, Threw a hundred bucks down or whatever, or a thousand bucks or whatever in the math. I mean, yeah, where are you going to find this party with a hundred people to throw a thousand bucks? That's fair. I don't have a hundred friends for sure, but I think you could find them. But I'm like, but like actual weird Al coming to your like backyard barbecue or something would be crazy. Yeah. And that's not that expensive. So you know, I don't know. And then, I've heard that um, it, it kind of tangentially related to that. So Bill Murray apparently like just has like his, his phone number it's just this voicemail box that like everyone, yeah. everyone has, like, it doesn't matter no. if you're like, you know, like a really high end, like Hollywood director or like someone like us, like you just call yeah. and leave them a voicemail and they'll no just like way. randomly decide to do things. Right. That's and that's, cool. that's where uh, like those videos have come from of like Bill Murray, just like bartending at someone's birthday party. It's like <laughs> someone just being like, Hey Bill, you know, I found your, I found your phone number like on the internet, like my buddy's turning 30. Like it would be really cool if you'd stop by and he'll call back. Like, yeah, sure. Where, where is it? I'm not doing anything. This, you sound cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's so rad. What a life. I know. So jealous. Um, okay, we got to wrap this stuff up. Let's get our last story out of the way. It's We're ending things on a downer, I guess, depending on how much you care about Marvel Realm of Champions. Um, Which, but they're shutting this one down. Yeah. The latest free-to-play game to be getting shut down seems to be a trend lately, which I don't know what that says. Um, but this one was out for like barely a year i think december 2020 is when it officially launched and um there was at least a year or maybe two of a build-up for it or whatever um it's from the same studio that is marvel contest of champions which is a juggernaut free-to-play game um so it's kind of interesting to see it fail but that i also think that that kind of tells you you know there's no magic formula that'll work every time with stuff like this um you know it's it's kind of like Luck of the draw, I think a lot of has a lot to do with which free to play games go on to become like bananas popular. Mm-hmm. Um, this one seemed to have all the ingredients of something that would be popular, like Contest of Champions, but it wasn't. Um, so they're shutting it down. But as they tend to do when the free to play game shuts down, the last few months um, are going to be filled with just g- showering you with goodies, um, which I guess is cool. Uh, if you don't have it downloaded already and you aren't a current player, you it's already off the App Store, so you've missed out. Oh, here but, you go. Um, Tom Felton, who played Draco Malfoy, guess how much a cameo from him costs? I don't even know who that is on any part on any level. Oh, like the bad the bad kid from Harry Potter, the blonde guy. Surely you've seen a photo of him. I've never seen Harry Potter. Well, either way, seven hundred dollars. <laughs> what the fuck's that guy doing right now? Seven hundred. He's probably, he's probably waiting seems... in line at a Panera Bread somewhere. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, Marvel Realm of Champions, we hardly knew ye. You're shutting down on March 31st. Um, if you have the game installed or you're a current player or whatever, um, play now because they're going to shower you with goodies. And uh, I thought this was actually kind of cool. The whole game has a storyline, like an ongoing storyline. 
Um, and so they're actually going to wrap the story up. They had the the ending of the story prepared, I guess. Um, so if you were invested in this from like a storyline perspective, at least you're going to get your ending, which I think that's kind of cool instead of just like cutting things off. Um, but otherwise, yeah, this is just another free to play game going down the drain. So, yeah, that's that. That's all I had to talk about this week. Uh, anything else on your end or are you just going to look at cameos the rest uh, no, of the day? I'm just, uh, looking at the comparative value of different, uh, different cameos. Yeah. Uh, like I, I really want, I'm, I'm so curious of like what the process is of signing up here. Like, do you think they sit you down yeah. or like, all right, like we analyze your star power. Uh, we think you're somewhere in between like a Corey Feldman and, uh, you know, a Joe Montana, maybe like we'll put you somewhere <laughs> in between there, uh, about $275 for your cameo. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or if people just like wing it. I don't know. I think, uh, Oh, there's the dog bark collar. Did you hear that? It oh, went nice. off. Nice. It scares the shit out of him. I feel bad. Um, Ours just I buzzes think, and says no. And that's enough I, for these. Oh, it says no. I, I don't like any of the sound choices it offers you. So, so mine you can is record like, your own, you know. You I know. Just, I tried that. It seemed weird. Hmm. Uh, but the, the noise I chose was like when you leave a landline off the hook long enough and it goes. Hmm. Oh, I just heard it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I gotta wrap this up because I think all the kids are home and things are about to get crazy. So, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. And as always, we uh, Touch Arcade is primarily supported through our listeners and our readers and our viewers. So, if you like what we do, want to see us continue doing it, please check out patreon.com forward slash touch arcade. Consider throwing a little support our way. You can also help us out by visiting toucharcade.com forward slash Amazon before you do any of your Amazon shopping. Um, and with all that, thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next week on another episode of the Touch Arcade Show. Yeah, or, or you could just get a cameo from Jared on Cameo. He's a special, I'm join cameo special today. $199. Oh, yeah. $199. No, no more, not, not more than five bucks for sure. <laughs> oh, man. All right. See ya. See ya.